it's literally gets really frustrating with me because especially when it's late at night and I'm already a little tired and she wants to watch like a movie. She's like, you're not gonna fall asleep, are you? No, not at all. I'm the total opposite. Like, I, Lanny will be like, oh, we'll watch one more episode of this show, or oh, we can just keep watching this movie. I'd be like, you look really tired. Like, she'd be laying there with like one eye half open, and I'm like, I don't believe you. And she's no, 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 we'll watch, we'll watch it. Halfway through, like, the show, or like a little bit into the movie, <laughs> I look over, and eyes are closed. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I, hey, I feel her. Because then she'll be like, oh, I, I got to rewatch it. I don't remember anything that happened. And I'm like, because you were asleep. Like I told you, you would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is the Super Clash podcast, a podcast about shorter games. It is episode 57. I'm your host, Kale. Hey, it's Connor this time. This, oh, yeah. Because I was tired last time. Uh, yeah, it's good to have you back, Connor. Yeah, I uh, I had to have tired takeover for a little bit because it was a rough week, but, you know. <laughs> it's been a rough, rough week, but... It did. We did have a highlight of this week. We actually saw each other outside of um, recording a podcast. I know. It was really unfortunate, but yeah, go on. <laughs> we went to a, a mini golf course, a dinosaur-themed mini golf course called Prehistoric Putt out here in the, um, the Kansas City area, and it was really fucking cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed the experience, and you know, surprisingly enough, we they have an adult course where you can like drink on it and uh we were the only ones the entire time everybody was doing the family ones so Mm -hmm. we were like we got like a vip experience it was awesome and probably because uh we we went on a wednesday evening yeah so at i I bet right now since recording on a friday that place would be packed oh yeah because i mean even on a wednesday it seemed like the family courses were packed yeah I want to go back and try those family courses, though, because some of those obstacles look a lot of fun. Like, um, did you see the one where um, they had, like, had to, like, hit a ball off a tee mm-hmm. and, or, or they were driving off the zip line and they kind of had to throw their ball as trying to make it into the hole? Yeah. Um, and in the far corners, I would say, like, massive loop-de-loops and everything. So I'm thinking maybe we find a day, uh, like, during the week where we can all take off that day mm-hmm. and we go during the day because I feel like there's not going to be a lot of families out and about. Yeah, like, during, during a work day, basically. Because yeah. I know it's summer, the kids are out of school, but the kids need their parents to be home Yeah, in order. So I, I would be down for that. Honestly, like, I would be willing to go back next week because Wednesday nights are usually like Lily and I's date night where mm-hmm. we don't play any video games unless it's a party game. And we just like, we do something as simple as like go to Target or we go out to dinner or we go for a walk. It's, it's just a time for us to spend time together. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because Lily said like this place was a really good idea for a double date because she didn't think she would have as much fun if it was just us yeah i think it's more fun to play like mini golf when you have like a group yeah you know for, because you because you can talk shit on on each other <laughs> i mean i mean my wife already talks shit on me all like all day at, at the house her talking shit on me at mini golf is not going to affect me one bit yeah i don't know you're just used to it at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so that was basically the highlight of of, of my week. Uh, everything else was just kind of uh, kind of straightforward, aside from um, the game singular that we're talking about uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. 
we said in in the last episode that we're going to talk about two games. Um, due to time constraints and everything, we're only going to talk about one game, and we're, we're going to be pushing the next game to next week. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we'll be talking about uh, Helmut, the badass from hell. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, Connor, you had a movie you wanted to talk about. Thank you. So, uh, I did watch a movie last night, and I want to say in advance, um, I do not recommend this movie, and I think that most people should avoid it, just because I've watched a lot of horror movies in my day. I've watched a lot of really messed up horror movies in my day. Um, This one kind of hit different. And and not in a good way, like in a way that like I can't get it out of my head and I wish I could unsee some of it. And like it triggered like some like really like negative feelings in me that make me like. Ugh. So the movie that I watched was called The Sadness, which is a I want to say a Taiwanese film on Shudder. And the premise of the story uh revolves around these this young couple um i'm assuming they're like a boyfriend and girlfriend and they the boyfriend is out of work and he drops his girlfriend off at at her job and he goes back home only to see his uh neighbor try to like attack him Mm. And ends up like cutting off two of his fingers and like all this stuff. And then you find out that the whole city has basically gone into chaos. And what is happening is I assumed this was another zombie film. And that's why I watched it. I was like, I like zombie films or even a film like The Crazies. Um, But it's a bit more malicious than that. Um this virus that infects people, it turns their eyes pitch black. And even the the whites of their eyes, weirdly enough. And it causes them to become hyper-aggressive and hypersexual. And they retain all of their cognitive abilities so they can all, like, talk and they uh they can think things through and they have the same level of intelligence they did they just have zero restraint um and they are functioning only on like a hyperactive sense of like aggression and, and sexual energy uh which is horrifying yeah um you can assume uh, I'm not going to use the word because I know it's like a trigger word for a lot of people, but like the R word uh, occurs a lot in this film, which makes me very uncomfortable. I think the first scene I saw that included this R word was Clockwork Orange, and I did not like that movie because of it, and I could not, to this day, I, I don't like scenes with where that happens. I don't either. And so these creatures basically or messed up people are basically chasing people down and either killing them or doing things to them sexually uh which is fucked um and they're yelling things the whole time about all the horrible things they're gonna do to them and uh you have to witness some of these scenes occurring and i don't even want to go into detail describing some of them they're just like 
messed up. And I can't say that the the movie didn't try to warn me in the advertisements because in the advertisements they basically said oh this is like one of the most gruesome films ever you know this is like there's a lot of like you know scary stuff in it all this stuff I can't remember the exact verbiage but like in my head I'm like I've seen a lot of messed up things over the years I've seen a lot of like horror movies that did really push the envelope and were very gruesome. It's like, I can handle gore. I don't think I was prepared for what happened because it wasn't the gore that messed with me. It was just like everything else. So what ends up happening is the uh, boyfriend is just trying to get to his his girlfriend who is at uh, her her job. And she is, she's on the train, and there's this older gentleman, probably in his mid-50s, maybe, who says he's been, like, watching her every day, and he just wanted to tell her how beautiful she is, and he keeps trying to talk to her, and she's like, leave me alone, leave me alone, stop talking to me, and he gets really bent out of shape, like, well, I'm just trying to be nice to you, and blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And then randomly, one of the passengers on the train just starts stabbing people and laughing maniacally, just stabbing, stabbing, stabbing people. And some of the people he like gets his blood on start stabbing people as well. And so it becomes this huge murder fest, basically. And while this is happening, the main character was going to go get some coffee at a local like restaurant coffee shop thing. And this old woman who he saw standing on a rooftop earlier comes in. She's got black eyes and like fucked up teeth and stuff. And she like comes in and and she like picks up the fryer thing and just dumps it on this guy's head. Jesus And then Christ. she starts ripping his face off with her fingers. And so like all these people are like trying to like get her and hold her down. And she like vomits in their face and like, you know, is infecting all these other people. And then it becomes like this free for all of people just killing each other and laughing maniacally and like all this stuff. So he freaks out and runs home, and that's when he encounters the neighbor and loses the the fingers. And he starts trying to get a hold of his girlfriend. Well, meanwhile, all this stuff's going on with her, and she gets off the train with this woman who has been injured. She had her eye stabbed out, and she's helping this woman along, and that creepy man who is now one of these infected people is saying like all the things he wants to do to her when he catches her and like all this stuff. And he's following her down the hallways and they end up uh, closing off the subway gate with this like guard or whatever and going to the nearest hospital. Well, they end up breaking into the hospital because there's only two armed guards there who are immediately like overrun and, uh, the story then progresses on further and further. I don't want to like say too much, but essentially by the time the boyfriend gets to her, he is also infected. Oh, great. And at first you think, Oh, everything's okay. But then he says, you know, I love you. And he's like saying nice things to her. And then all of a sudden it turns to like, I'm going to cut your tits off. And like, do like all these things to you, like horrifying things. And I'm like, 
oh my god what is this movie and then at one point there's like a blood orgy and like i'm just sitting there just like uh like Ugh. i remember looking away from the screen many times being like what the fuck did i just watch and afterwards i remember laying there in bed and i'm just like uh uh, uh. And no matter how many, like, silly, like, stupid videos I watched to try to, like, get it out of my head, I kept waking up in the middle of the night thinking about it just because it's, like, it was just so messed up. And I'm only, like, I'm not even trying to go into detail on some of the horrific shit I saw. I don't even want to know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want you to watch it. I don't want anyone to watch it. It's (laughs) fucked. But, I mean, if you really want to traumatize yourself or you think that you're numb to it, I do have some questions about anyone's mentality who can watch that numbly and not response or actually mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, because I don't enjoy shit like that. Like, there's... I don't like... I think they should have capped it at them just being violent. Yeah. I don't, I don't like sexual violence. I don't either. I find it very gross and uncomfortable and a little too real in a way i yeah it's 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 that whole thing where um like where horror kind of blends with reality like um what, what's it what's a good example of, of a horror movie that kind of blends with reality um uh gosh i guess like for example the purge this, this, yeah. this is the only thing that i can think of like i know the purge is not going to happen but the crazy people that will as who can just go in and um and just murder a whole family, you mm-hmm. know, that is too real for yeah. me. Whereas with Jason or Freddy, like they're Jason's basically a demon, he's immortal. That that is far more far fetched. Yes. Than, you know, um and I guess there's not really any sexual violence in the Friday the thirteenth, really. It's like, yeah, he he kills teens who are having sex, but yeah, it's but nothing like he he doesn't violate them. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just gross. Like, and not even like in a gross like ooh, it's gory way. I can handle gore. Mm-hmm. I could not. I couldn't stomach this very well. No. And honestly, I still need some kind of like palate cleanser to like remove that. And honestly, you need some eye bleach. I kind of wonder how this film even existed because Taiwan China considers Taiwan to be part of China and China is very um they have a ton of censorship when it comes to violence like they don't allow like images of like skulls and skeletons in some cases they don't allow blood in some cases so I kind of wonder like how this film came to be Mm -hmm. you know um I would have expected it maybe a little bit more from a a Western movie studio or something, but like this, just even seemed... then, that's a little questionable with with a Western movie studio. I don't even know what you would rate this movie. I think it goes, it goes. F- it has to be at least NC seventeen. If it was an American movie, it, it would have to be NC seventeen. It goes beyond R for me. It, it definitely goes like because there's, it runs the gamut of things like in a movie that you can rate something like I don't anyway uh so yeah don't watch this movie it needs to be rated uh FUI for fucked up individuals <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
Mm. Jokes. <laughs> Why? Uh, we need something happier, Connor. <gasps> Let's get physical. Okay. How, how is that segue? Well, I, I would actually give that maybe a three out of ten. It wasn't that good. A three? I'll give you a three point five. Oh, okay. So you liked it a little bit better than I did. Yeah. You know. All right. So what do we got? Alrighty, so I'm bringing up our list of things here. Okay, so I don't think there's a whole ton this week, um, but for for this week we have American Hero, uh, and that is $35. It's available on Switch, PS5, and PS4. It's a limited run games exclusive. American Hero is the never-released, outrageous, and unforgettable FMV game that lets you play as a star in an over-the-top 1990s action movie. Get a babysitter for the kids. This game is a madcap, mile-a-minute spree of spies, dives, and gun-toting bad guys that will have you on the edge of your seat. A collector's edition is available for $65 and includes a poster, keychain, and a float pin. I'm not even sure what that means. Um... An unrated edition is also available for PC for 65 and includes the same as before, but with a CD and USB of the game. And the pre-orders for that in July 3rd. Okay. The next one is Yurukill, the Calumniation Games Deluxe Edition for $50. It's available on Switch, PS4, and PS5. It's a wide release. And in this game, renowned author Homura... Kawamoto delivers a twisted, multifaceted story. Accused of arson and the murders of 21 people, protagonist Sengoku Shunju is forced to fight for his freedom and prove his innocence. As one of six prisoners, he must pair up with one of five victims referred to as exec... I guess it's executioners, but maybe it's spelled wrong here. Uh, Within the confines of the strange and secluded amusement park known as Yurukil Land. Together, each of the five teams, mass murderers, death-dealing duo, crafty killers, sly stalkers, and peeping toms, must face and overcome the entertainment venue's so-called attractions in order to attain what they desire. Should the prisoners succeed, their crime shall be pardoned. But if the executioners win, they will be granted revenge for their loved ones. Includes digital soundtrack, soft cover art book, and a reversible cover. And that releases July 5th. Nice. The next one is My Girlfriend is a Mermaid? Refine. This is a approximately $39, available on PS4, and it's a Japan exclusive with English. And in this game, it says, That summer I met you, the mermaid. Our protagonist lives out in the city, but one summer decides to return to his rural hometown, and it is there he once again meets his childhood friend, Ion, who is now a mermaid? Soon after he question mark yeah question mark exclamation point. Soon after he also meets Petako, a mermaid who has lost her memory, and Rin, a priestess who looks after mermaids but also has a split personality. It is these encounters that bring our protagonist in contact with the legend surrounding the mermaid. Together with Ion, who's at the center of the mysterious legend, as well as Petako and Rin, our protagonist's strange summer vacation begins. My Girlfriend is a Mermaid is a heartwarming visual novel with multiple choices and endings, as well as a beautiful live 2D animation. A limited edition is also available on PS5 for 85 uh, and that one includes two CDs, a figure, and a digital art book. This sounds interesting. Yeah. It releases July 7th. I'd I be down for this. I have, uh, I have the game on Switch, which I think this one has more content because it's 
seems like it's a different version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I backed it on Kickstarter years ago. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, I think my name may be in the credits of it. Oh, I... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. Uh, prices on this one range between $39 to $53, depending on your platform and your region. There were too many to list out. Uh, it's available on Switch, PS4, and PS5, and it's available in Asia, Japan, and Europe, but no U.S. release. So hmm. you're going to have to import it from one of these places. Uh, it says, Klonoa is back. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series brings back Klonoa Door to Phantomile and Klonoa 2 Lunatea's Veil. Remastered in one collection to fans new and old. You're ready to set off on an adventure to save the world. Releases July 7th. Okay. We have one more. And it is Madison Possessed Edition. It's a horror game. Mm. It's $40. It's on PS4 and PS5. It's a wide release. Uh, Though I will say I could only find it at a few retailers like Best Buy. Um, So it might be limited in some capacity. It says, suffer the brutal torment of a demon forcing you to continue a gory ritual. Madison is an immersive and terrifying first-person psychological horror game featuring disturbing gameplay and an unsettling and compelling narrative. With the help of an an old instant camera, connect the human world with the beyond, solve puzzles, explore your surroundings, and more importantly, survive. The Possessed Edition features a a camera skins DLC, two instant photos, the storybook of Blue Knees, ritual cards, Blue Knees song music sheet, and a digital audio file, uh, plus more. Releases July 8th. Sounds like another Fatal Frame uh, inspiration. Yeah, that one I was definitely uh, interested in checking out. And I did some Googling because you, you didn't know what a uh, what a float pen was. Yeah. Have you seen those pl- those pens where it's like it's a scene inside of, inside of the barrel and you would turn it over and like it'd be like a car going from one end to it to the other or or something? Yeah, That's yeah. what a float pen is. Okay, interesting. Um, I I did some Google search. I saw like a Fallout one and okay, it's kind of funny. I remember a long time ago when my uh my brother went to Europe and he brought me back a float pen. It had girls on it. And you would, and if you'd flip it over, the clothes would be would be removed. I feel like I've seen something like that at some point. And in my you, life. you have to understand, for thirteen year old me, that was the hottest thing ever. Did you take that pen back to your room? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to confirm nor deny. Oh no, gross. <laughs> I I didn't say anything. You're, you're filling in the blanks yourself. I think that's a you problem. Uh, you're probably right. My mind is a little fucked lately. It's probably because of a movie you watched. It's okay. You want to watch a movie? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Let's move on to our topic tonight. Helmut, the badass from hell. This is developed by Volcanic, released in 2018. Um, How long to beat says you can beat this in an hour and a half, which I can see. I guess it's possible. But I, I generally believe that to be false. You'd have to be really good at the game. Yeah. You can get this for PC, PlayStation, Switch, um, and, and Xbox as well. Um, so you play as a doctor who ends up opening a gate to hell, and you die from it. Well, most of you, at least. Um, before the rest of your body can be consumed, an entity empowers you with immortality. That is, I honestly, I had to look up a review to try to get the story because it's so vague. Of yeah. what happens. And it all happens so fast. Yeah. So this is a roguelite twin stick shooter. Um, 
The whole hook of this game is that you have a beginning hub where you can choose a transformation. You start with two transformations, and but you can hold up to four. Um, and then you go into the world, a randomly generated world, and you kill lots of bad guys and you fight bosses. Every once in a while, you, you would run into a shop where you can buy new weapons, health, and anything to kind of help you with this run. Um, if you lose all your health, you will go back to another transformation if you have more than one, or go back to your base of, of a skull and a spine. And if you die, you leave behind a tombstone and you can gather back your gold if you can get back to your tombstone. Mm -hmm. So it has a little bit of a Dark Souls-esque mechanic to it. Yeah. So the wireframe of this game is a very good idea. Yes. I like this idea of having four transformations and essentially four lives to get through a level. And and you be, and you being able to switch um, transformations in order to deal with certain situations, I find that concept to be super intriguing. And it would be if this game wasn't so shallow. Yes. Um, for one, this game is fucking expensive. It's not so much on Steam. I think it's only like ten dollars on Steam. Yeah. I bought this for Switch. It was $30 on Switch. It is $30 on PlayStation. Which is what I think is weird because I'm I'm almost 100% certain. So I bought the physical on Switch, which was a GameStop exclusive. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure the physical was only 20 Yeah, so, so, so <laughs> their pricing's is, all over the something place. Something is weird here. This this whole game is so bizarre of, of just how it presents itself. Like, I, like for example, I and i want to make sure that i'm not the only one that f thought this was was weird it's built like a like a like a twin stick shooter you know it's like it's a top down pixelated uh aesthetic like a roguelite but yeah but you need to pull one of the triggers to shoot i don't consider that a twin stick shooter if you need the triggers to shoot yeah, it makes it very clunky, I think. It absolutely does. Like like your secondary attack, you know, like I can understand that being tied to a trigger. Mhm. Mm but the whole like the appeal of a twin stick shooter is you just use the thumbsticks. Like Xeno Crisis, even though we kind of gave that game shit, that was a true twin stick shooter because all you needed w was your um thumbsticks to shoot i mean yeah you had your grenades and everything but yeah you didn't i i, I it's just so weird and it, it didn't feel right i i've played probably four hours of this game and it i never got used to it yeah and we i i don't know for me it felt like i don't know like i didn't have a lot of control over the character yeah but it, the, the controls feel extremely sluggish and did did any of the transformations did did, did they feel samey to you aside from the health pretty much yeah i mean the weapons were different on them you know some of them their their projectile that they throw out was mm -hmm. faster than others um and some started more with more health like you were saying but I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel a whole lot. 
different. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And this this game is difficult. It's very difficult. And the the problem with that is like I, I don't have a problem with a rogue light being um difficult, really. Mm-hmm. What I do have a problem with is that you feel underpowered yeah. through the entirety of the game. Um, with the two beginning transformations, I didn't feel like one was more powerful than the other. Um, one didn't have an advantage over the other, really. Um, I I, I kind of chose Rat King over Abomination because I liked the secondary uh, shotgun effect that it had more mm-hmm. than like what was the one the abomination had like a charge yeah was like, that even an area and effect attack yeah it was okay yeah you could knock uh like so if there was a bunch of like when they send the bees after you oh, god it was good at clearing out the bees mm-hmm. um but i mean in full transparency and i think you're the same way we didn't even beat the game no we didn't, we didn't. even put a dent in it after no. putting hours into it and i think the game is just it's too unforgiving first of all and I think that the level difficulty is very, very inconsistent. Yes. I think like what happens is, so it, being that it's like a roguelike game, every time that you die and respawn, the levels are kind of randomized, and that includes the enemies that are on them. Now, a intelligent roguelite would have enemies of a similar difficulty level just in a different order and different spaces and, mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, different layout. But the difficulty wouldn't theoretically change from, you know, your different seeds. Right. But in this one, I remember some of them where I just, like, wiped out the room in, like, two seconds. And then other rooms on the exact same level that had, like, three waves of, like, super tough dudes in it. And they just, like, overwhelmed me and kicked my ass. Yeah. And keep in mind, this is the first level. Yes. The first, like, first fucking level. This is not like, um, you're two bosses in and all of a sudden it's, it's, it's difficult. No. Yeah. It's, and another thing too is like, you do unlock transformations in order to make, to make your experience easier as you go. Mm-hmm. However, and I, and I had to look this up. They're not permanent. If you die, <laughs> you lose your transformations and the only, the only way you can get them permanent is if you beat that run through and then you you can go back to your hub world and then be able to choose that transformation to start out on. This is absolute bullshit and it gives me like no reason to to keep playing at all. Yeah. A good example of something like this done right is Immortal Redneck. Oh, Immortal Redneck is is another roguelite game where um the hub world is is outside uh, of pyramids. So there's three pyramids that you can that you can clear in Immortal Redneck. But there's a shop, and the shop has a skill tree, and each skill tree like has a different quote build that uh, you can spend in game currency to to level up. And every time you die, you can go back to the skill tree. And choose either the same build you're going for, or choose a different one. Mm-hmm. And that is permanent. That is that is incentive to try something new, or or to upgrade a a a current build in order to get through through the level. This is something that this game doesn't have. Every single time you die, if you don't have any other transformations, 
you got Abomination and Rat King or just your skull and spine. That you have to go through the entire game in hopes you complete a challenge and not die to unlock another transformation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. There is no permanent currency for this game aside from your tombstone. Yeah, which is... <sighs> something needs to carry forward after each death. Otherwise, you're starting back... There's, there's no reward mm-hmm. to each death. There's only punishment. There's like, um, uh, Cadence of Hyrule, like, you, you would lose your rupees, but mm-hmm. you would keep your diamonds. Yes. And your diamonds are, are, is what you would use to buy if you die, like, like, uh, um, boots, armor, and all, all that shit to, and to make your experience easier. I do not understand. This is, this is, this is very basic roguelite, um, like, What's the one I'm looking for? Uh, fundamentals. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the fundamentals of of a rogue roguelite to have some kind of permanent currency to keep you playing. And I never felt like my character got more powerful as I went through. Like let's let's use Binding of Isaac as as a good example here. That is a great rogue roguelite. As you play further, you pick up more power-ups, and you can stack a lot of these power-ups together. And so as you progress further and further, and the enemies scale up in difficulty, you feel more powerful. Um, And so you're more able to cope with the challenge of those enemies. But in this game, the best you can pick up is different guns that you come across, which I don't feel like felt any better than what I already had. Um, I felt like the... If, If anything, some of them were worse. Yeah. I felt like the machine gun was no more powerful than your shotgun or vice versa. And the grenade launcher was clunky too. Like mm-hmm. it just like trying to lock on a hit with that was just eh. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is This is this was a very difficult game to get through. Like this game was also just kind of boring. Yes. Too. I felt no desire to come back to no, this one. No, not at all. Even Xeno Crisis, I wanted to actually keep playing and try to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, after dying and dying and dying and making basically zero progress, mm-hmm. and there's no difficulty options, there's you know no cheats that make it easier, and we'll get into the, the cheat codes oh, later, God. but yeah, it, it, it didn't draw me in at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And thank you, for, thank you for for bringing that up. It feels like the devs completely abandoned this game. Oh yeah, like like uh, there is no accessibility options. There's no like additional content. There's no DLC. And keep in mind, when when what what did I say this game was released? Twenty eighteen. So it's been four years mm-hmm. since this game has been released, and there's been no. I don't think there's been any patches. I don't think there's been any like additional content or, or, or any of that. And we want to mention as well that your hub world has like a vending machine. You can do what you can do is put in a code. Mm-hmm. There is nothing online about these codes. There's one code and it's if you put all Game Boy symbols in. And it gives you like Molotovs, yeah, basically. There is nothing. No one has has the desire to find the codes for this game. Who puts in a cheat code mechanic and doesn't actually provide any cheat codes? 
or like like the the devs didn't like leak them or or something like that. It's like it, it does not make any sense. No one cares about this game. Well, even on the forums, they reached out to the devs, and the devs said, "Yeah, sorry, we only released one cheat at one of our conventions, but other than that, we don't have any ones." Wait, so they don't have? So that was their only cheat? Yes, that was the only one they put in was for Molotovs. So was was their intention like this? If this game, um like were to lift off they would release some more cheats maybe that, uh, but that doesn't make any sense at least put in like cheats like i mean i don't particularly think it's it's like a bad way to play a game but like put in cheats to maybe make it better difficulty put in one that gives you additional lives put in one that gives you full health something you know or, like or at the very least like listen to the feedback of, of of like people who actually paid the money for this game. This game has a six out of 10 on steam and I can't remember all the reviews, but they, I think a lot of the reviews said this game is pretty shallow. So work on it, make it better, you know, and and introduce something that gives people incentive to play. Mm -hmm. Um, do, do some, do a little bit, something of what returnal does. I think returnal is probably a pretty close um, cousin to this game with certain mechanics. With Returnal, if you die, you literally do start back at level one until you hit a certain point. And when you die, you lose your gun, you lose your upgrades, you lose ev- you, you lose everything, and you go back down to your pistol. Mm-hmm. All right. However, Returnal has ether, which is your permanent currency. You do not lose ether when you die, and the hub world next to your ship has a dispenser which you can dispense ether and it could drop like um a potion it can drop it could drop a gun for you it, it's it's random mm-hmm. um and there are ways you can earn ether by completing random rooms completing daily challenges and everything yeah aside from that any upgrades you have with your guns is permanent it's permanent no matter how many times you die. So, for example, the Hollow Seeker, if you have like a level like like a Hollow Seeker with like three different power-ups which is randomized, those power-ups that you get if you upgrade them fully will be permanent. Mm. So, you so you could be at level 1 but basically have equivalent to a level 10 Hollow Seeker machine gun. Yeah. And that gives you incentive to keep playing through the game and open and and up your weapon proficiency, which in turn would drop a more powerful Hollow Seeker with with those upgrades being more powerful. Yeah, something as simple as that could jumpstart this game to be something great. If this game had a patch where it introduced those kind of mechanics mm-hmm. to at least give you incentive to keep playing, I I would give this game a much higher review or a much higher score and probably recommend this game because again i find this the the wireframe of this game to be very very intriguing yeah like the concept is cool the the different enemies are kind of cool oh yeah the different transformations you can make are kind of cool and like all that's fine i think and i kind of question actually you know, we both played it on Switch. Mm-hmm. I was reading through some of the reviews last night uh, about the PC version, 
and I wasn't seeing any of our, uh, other than broadly, I wasn't seeing any of our critiques in there. The most I saw was that, you know, uh, other other roguelikes did it better or something like that, you know, but nothing as critical as us. So I kind of wonder if if the PC version's different. Not that I want to give it a shot um, because I think this has soured me on it, but I kind of wonder if it's yeah. a different game or maybe it's more accessible because not a lot of people were saying, oh, this game is too hard or, oh, it's too unforgiving or anything like that. No one was saying any about that on the PC. It's it's really weird to get to try to try to find information on this game because not, not only did is there like no cheats released for this game or any patches released for this game, but I tried my damnedest to try to find a review for this game by like Game Informer or IGN, GameSpot. There is nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. The only thing I could find were just like indie sites, Yeah, you know, and those indie sites seemed to like it. I don't know if if these indie sites were afraid like they would get backlash from the developer if they were to review it poorly or mm-hmm. not. Um but or maybe they did like it. I I not, nothing 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 against them if they liked it. Maybe they're just way better at video games than we are. Maybe. I don't know. And but, so they didn't face any challenge and they just breezed right through mm-hmm. it. But in comparison to um a the game that we were the other game we were supposed to review tonight this this game is leaves a lot to be desired yeah um i i will i will give a little bit of hint fury unleashed is also a roguelite game mm-hmm. but there is it's way deeper and there's much more incentive to play okay i'm excited to start trying um, the, that one <laughs> the, there there is you you can upgrade your main character to have like permanent abilities like permanently have higher health okay um you can permanently carry more grenades and have them more more powerful there's challenges where you can permanently unlock starting weapons yeah like ways to get you to keep playing and it just breaks my heart because um some of the good things about helmut is i like the aesthetic i like the i like the i like the um top-down pixelated look mm-hmm. i think the sound design is really good i think the en- enemy design is really good yeah it's all there yeah it's it's so close to being great yeah they just need some they needed someone who is very experienced in the genre to just come in and then just give a guiding hand at the very end you know <laughs> it, absolutely, there's there's so much talent in this team that developed this game there's there's just i don't know if it was just they ran out of money or 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 whatever but it's just uh it just breaks my heart because i wanted to like this game i did too like i i saw the aesthetic of this game i was so excited i was actually more excited for this one than the other one we were going to talk about you know yeah um but as as it stands i don't think i could give it more than a 2 out of 10 i i i would agree like um it, i i i would probably give it um Maybe a little bit higher, maybe a four, okay. maybe four point five out of ten, because like a I was good, just trying a good, to compare it to Xeno Crisis, yeah. which I think I gave a four, and I said there were some good things, but there's far fewer good things in this one. <laughs> I, I I would generally disagree. I think there were far fewer greater things in Xeno Crisis than this one because, again, I I don't mean to be beating a dead horse. 
the concept is there mm-hmm. it just doesn't work yeah you know like there is potential to make this game incredible yeah if the developers would just patch something in if they want to patch it in or hell even you know take a lot of the feedback and then just make a good sequel and actually support it and then if you're going to put a cheat system in commit to it put some actual cheats in the game you know like i'm really man you you're you're starting to make me think if if the pc version is better but they didn't really do anything with the console versions because don't because don't the don't consoles generally need to approve of the patches and and everything whereas I they can just think so whereas like they can just upload the patch on pc and call it good so i i don't know if there's like if they need to pay for that and they just didn't have enough money for it and they just um abandoned it on console i don't know man so i i'd be really curious to try buying it and, and play it just under the two hours and then ask for a refund just to see yeah I mean, thankfully, it's only ten dollars. Plus, they're doing a Steam sale right now, so they could be even cheaper yeah. right now. And you know, if it's two dollars, I'll probably just go ahead and keep it. But yeah, you might give it a shot. And hey, if you come back, you know, next week or whenever, and say, hey, you know, the PC version is actually good. It could just be it's a bad port. I yeah. don't know because mm-hmm. we we both played it on the same thing, so we can't really say that end of things. But. Yeah. The Switch version is not good. I can confidently say that. Yes, I I would agree. The Switch version is not good. If you if you have a PC, this this game cannot be very um intensive for no. for for a computer. So it shouldn't be that that bad. So that's basically all we have to say for Helmut. Um, I, it's there's not a lot to talk about with this game, it, and it just makes me sad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish that it was a better game because I was actually really excited, <laughs> and that's what starts. Me, that's four dollars yeah. right now. It's oh wow, so it's sixty percent off on Steam currently. Yeah. I wanted to check that, but it's currently sitting at mixed reviews at a sixty-five percent. What? What? Okay, so yeah, I was I was right then. That's yeah. I'm I'm looking at it, and it's some people are giving it like an eighty percent or a four out of five. So I don't know if they're just a different game than we did, but then a lot of the reviews I'm seeing, they got the product from for free. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have some sort of bias there. Some people are saying it's a masterpiece. Like it's, that's really weird. This game, blah, 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 mostly positive, fun game, great art style, surprisingly does, good. Does have a does have a good art style. But like I don't know. I don't like. I'm looking at on the site right now, and there's nothing from the developers. I I'll click I'll click the the uh, the developer here. Of course, the computer's running slow right now, but <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be not gonna wait for it. Um, overall, I this game is just disappoints me. Yeah, it seems so. like most of the critiques I see are just saying that it was just boring. And like, oh yeah, I I can I can understand that. I can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I think it goes beyond that as far as the negatives, though. But I mean, you know, as I said, it could be a different experience. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that'll just about do it. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I just hit the uh, um, the community settings and uh, people. The the only questions that they got was from. Like 2018, 2019, and 
closed beta available now from 2018. Okay, so there's something as recent as someone reported a bug on in 2020. There's been looks like there has been no response. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I just think that I don't know they they push this out and they're like eh. You know, afterwards, they just didn't want to do anything yeah. with it. But I think we're beating a dead horse at this point. I mean, yeah, like it is I, what I'm, it is. I am trying my damnedest to try to keep to try to say more about this game, and it is very difficult to say something without repeating myself. Because I've already have repeated myself several tr- several times. <laughs> so, um, however, next week um, I'm super excited for some of next week's games. Um, next week. Um, we're doing, of course, Fury Unleashed, a game that we were supposed to be doing tonight. But we'll also be doing Bug Snacks mm-hmm. and Super Liminal, another puzzle game. Yes. So we haven't done a puzzle game in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while. We've, we've been playing uh, pretty shitty shooters. Yeah. Hey, at least it sounds like we have a good shooter, and then probably an adventure game, and then a puzzle game. Yeah. I'm. Oh man, it's gonna be a good weekend. Yeah. So if if you can pull me away from uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. I uh, I have a confession. I've been playing a ton of Jurassic World Evolution too. Yeah, and uh, they added a bunch of new DLC for the movie. So, oh, nice! I created this super park with a bunch of dinosaurs and stuff on it, <laughs> and then uh, I maybe released a lot of the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, and uh, that got pretty messed up. I will say one thing about this game, though. It on PC, it is a resource hog. Like, I think I mentioned it maybe quite a ways back on one of our earlier podcasts when it first came out. When you start up this game, at least for me, it flipped my surge protector. Uh, Jesus Christ! Twice, like that's how much power it was drawing. I had to move it to a surge protector by itself, and then um, when I was running it. I noticed after about 30 minutes, my PC was like hot to the touch, like, you know, like very hot. And so what I did was I took off the glass panels off my computer. I brought my Dyson fan. I just sat it on it and turned it up to max and just blew into it. I'm really surprised like there's not anything that tried to at least optimize the power. Here's the fun thing. They released a, uh, a new set of drivers for it and they broke the game. Oh, really? I had to roll back the drivers. They have yet to fix it as of this recording. Um, but what happens is you put these drivers in and it makes the game unplayable. That you get like these black lines that just keep popping in and out of the screen the entire hmm. time. And people reported it, but they had not solved for it yet. So maybe maybe there were some optimizations in there that made it run better, but I had to roll it back to previous drivers to get it to play. Well, there's one nice thing about the the uh, developers of uh, Jurassic World Evolution, and you know what that is? Mm-hmm. They're not the developers of Helmut. That's true. <laughs> they might actually put a patch out. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, I'm I'm so excited for, for these games, and uh, I hope you guys are too. Um, so, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye bye.